Today's thrilling episode is brought to you in part by Uncle Dill's Dill's, a garden sausage. I'm Charles Martinet, and now it's time for Bit Trip Presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Hi there, welcome to episode 112 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Bit Trip series on Wii had an incredible set of soundtracks. When it came time for their flagship title to enter the next generation, maintaining that excellence was going to be clutch. Fortunately, Runner 2 delivered on all fronts. Hit that jump board, because tonight we listen to the music of Bit Trip Presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Hi, Matt. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Today is September 23rd, which is a... Uh, it's 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 kind of like a, a a mini holiday for me. And why is that, Chris? <laughs> well, uh, I long long time ago, long long time ago, uh, in the before times, back when I had lots of hair, uh, mm. I was in a I was in a my very first rock and roll band with some friends of mine. We uh we were called One Pedaled Bike because we were high school kids, <laughs> and um, we finished recording our. Our first, like, we went, we saved up money and went into a studio and recorded a, a recorded an album, and um, we finished it on September 23rd. And so they gave us like the rough, just here's the raw recordings, you know, so you can listen to them and whatnot. We'll start working on all the production and stuff later. Uh, and he handed us the CD and he wrote OPB 923 on it, and we were like, hey, that's kind of neat. <laughs> so we wound up calling the record. 923 because it just you know it 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 tickled us that it rhymed and uh, so it's just that album is very emblematic of my young 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 music career uh but it will always be a certain degree of magic to me so uh that's that's one level of it and then years later i learned that nintendo was in fact founded on september 23rd so nintendo's 131 years old today that's a crazy amount of uh, time to have spent as a company. Yeah, that's that's a long time for a, a company to be in business. That's it's pretty wild, and to, that they're thriving so thoroughly is like nuts. But hey, man, uh, outside of that, we're I'm also really excited to be talking about Runner Two soundtrack because this has been uh, something I've wanted to do for quite a while. You know, we did the. I did the original um, Bit Trip Saga episode solo, so that's how long it's been since we've properly done any uh, runner stuff on this show. And this soundtrack is, mm, it is, uh, it, it's gorgeous. It's a humdinger. It's a humdinger. It really is. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get to work, huh? Matt, hit us with some history. Bit Trip presents Runner Two: Future Legend of Rhythm Alien, or Runner Two for short was released in late February, early March 2013 for the Wii U, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. It was the first direct sequel for the BitChip franchise, and it brought with it a radical visual shift as well. Where the original series centered around a flashy take on Atari 2600-style graphics, Runner 2 featured beautifully rendered environments, bizarre character designs, and the same great gameplay. In the game, you control Commander Video through rhythm-based platforming stages. The rhythmic element is more involved than just having some background elements dancing to the music. All of the in-game actions, from jumps to attacks and more, 
happen at timed intervals that tie directly into the stage's music. This particular style came about in the original Bit Trip Runner, but this time they added super jumps, loop-de-loops, and more. The game was a pretty decent success and spawned another excellent sequel on Nintendo Switch a few years later, which won a couple of Wayback Awards for its excellent music. Uh, Runner, uh, a quick addendum. I, I write these scripts, and it occurred to me that calling this the first direct sequel isn't necessarily truthful, because... Uh, you know, while the the original Bit Trip Saga was were all these games that had like f- familiar elements, but they weren't really directly related to one another. Though I would say that from a gameplay perspective, Bit Trip Beat and Flux Flux would be a direct sequel to Beat, right? Because it's like the same game but backwards with prettier music and all that jazz. So that's <laughs> just me nitpicking myself. But anyway, Runner 3's music <laughs> was indeed incredible. But Runner 2's soundtrack is nothing to scoff at. In fact, it's just as amazing as Runner 3's, if not even more so from time to time. The bulk of the music for Runner 2 was composed by Matthew Harwood, who also composed the music for the original Bit Trip Saga. For Runner 2, Harwood once again handled the lion's share of the music, which plays during all the regular parts of the game. However, just like the uh, some of the menu music and extra tracks in the original Bit Trip Saga, the bonus stages of the game are um, handled by... Uh, different artists. Sorry, I'm ad-libbing my script because I'm really realizing how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> there are some great other artists that uh, that contributed tracks to the previous series, like uh, my my personal favorite uh, chiptune artist, uh, Bitshifter. But in this game, it was the chiptune artist Disaster Piece who did all the uh, bonus stage music, which is pretty nifty. Harwood uh, also worked on games like Alien Hominid, Battle Block Theater, and Infinite Crisis, while Disasterpiece, in addition to his own original releases, worked on games like Fez, Mini Metro, and Mini Metro, and Hyper Light Drifter. So, Matt. Yes, sir. Do what is your personal history with this game or any other bit trip games? Um gonna go with none, actually. Uh, I'm not I'm not too familiar with the bit trip games. I'm obviously very familiar with the concept. Uh, you've talked about the Runner series quite often. I honestly, I think that's probably about the extent of my um, my uh, experience. I'm I'm pretty bad at this. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing the thing is, is that there are so many video games in the world, we could never play all of them. Ain't that the truth? So, uh, well, I have a I have quite the the personal history with this game. The original Bit Trip series was. Jeez, I don't know. It was one of the earliest indie games I had ever played, and it just opened my eyes to the concept of that people were making new games that weren't like the new AAA games. Like, there was a period of time where I came became disillusioned with a lot of mainstream gaming because uh, everything was so big and 3D and complicated, and I really like more... So not necessarily simplistic, but... Um, nostalgia more not even particularly nostalgia like i really like new ideas in the space of not being a big sprawling hyper realistic 3d dog shit brown gun metal gray world of guns and death (laughs) Uh, what are you trying to say (laughs) i don't like call of duty very much you're not alone but uh this when i first played bit trip beat it was just this completely crazy thing that was like this is like rhythmic pong i'm i'm beyond impressed but when when runner rolled around when they were releasing all these bit trip games that was just like 
Well, now you've made an auto-scrolling rhythm-based pitfall, and I, I can't believe how good this is. I just can't believe how good it is. I remember when they announced, they showed off the first trailer for Runner 2, and I was like, it was the first thing of the next generation of platforms to truly blow my hair back. Like, when they announced Wii U, I was like, of course I'm going to get it. It's a, it's the new Nintendo system, and I will always get the new Nintendo system. Like, it's it's just a thing of mine. And uh, the, even the, the story of me getting a Wii U is a little bit more special than that because I... I uh, couldn't I wound up we were in a really bad financial place and I couldn't afford to get a Wii U on launch and I made that decision and I like a, a few months before, like a month or so before it came out so yeah it was like maybe about two months before it came out I made that decision to to my wife I said I can't afford we, we can't afford this so I'm gonna hold off until we can and she immediately took to Facebook and secretly messaged all my friends and they all pitched in to get me a Wii U at launch which was amazing so the Wii U is always going to be a super special system for me but even with the cool stuff they showed off for Wii U at the beginning the the game of that generation for any platform that had me more excited than anything else was Runner 2 like that was the game that was I need to have the Wii U so I can play this game because that's where it landed first and boy when it came out it did everything I ever wanted it to do it was it was just such a masterpiece from beginning to end it took everything that Runner did but then instead of being in this Atari aesthetic it made it just made it this big modern looking colorful fantasy world and it was so beautiful and the music was so amazing and the levels were so much fun to play through and it's one of the few games that my wife has actually played through and like 100% completed she just became obsessed with that game and she did the whole darn thing even in hard mode and I was super impressed because that is very unlike her uh, so, so Runner 2 means a lot to me it means so very much to me and I love that it was voiced by Charles Martinet and all the silly commercials and stuff that were in it. It's it's just a, a, a delight from top to bottom, and this music is wonderful, just wonderful. So let's let's get started because uh, it, it it ain't short. <laughs> let's see where did I what did I load in here? So we're gonna start with uh, you know, we heard you heard the show's the game's theme song at the top of the episode. Uh, at least in part, and um, so we're going to start with the first stage song. Now, the way the music in Runner games works is that it's very... It's kind of procedural, depending on what you do. Uh, so, different sound effects and stuff add to the music based on different things that you do in the stages, and different power-ups you collect will make the music sound... Uh, will add more instruments and stuff to the music as as you go. So, because the music is so malleable, when it gets put together for a soundtrack, it's kind of like this best of medley of all of the different pieces that make this song. So this is the first set of those, which is called Welkin Wonderland, uh, and it's it's a pretty good stage one music. So let's jump right in. Here is Welkin Wonderland from Runner 2. Enjoy.
Welkin Wonderland, and what a wonderland of songery that was. (laughs) Did you have a stroke? Is that what a stroke sounds like? I thought I knew where I was going, and then it turned out that I didn't. (laughs) So wrong. You were so, so wrong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, For the benefit of our listeners. I still still really... uh, Bad wording aside, I love that song. Um, I do think it's really... (laughs) cool that they started off with that particular piece of music because um there is one specific uh melody that runner 2 soundtrack is kind of our runners soundtrack in general is built on and this is kind of like a take on the secondary version of it which is um it's exciting and and beautiful at the same time it's it's wonderful i love all the different peaks and valleys it goes through uh and yeah, what did you think? I thought it was really good. It, it you were you were talking up at the beginning about um, how playing the game and interacting, you know, doing things within the game adds elements, uh, musical elements and stuff. So now I, you, it's piqued my interest. I'm very curious now to um, to see this. I, I you know, I won't say that I'm going to try and play it because, as you said before, this is too many games. Um, I might just end up watching a couple of playthroughs and stuff, but this the soundtrack is really this. Excuse me, this song, uh, really fun actually. Um, 
and I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it lines up with the game itself and again the elements that are um, I don't know I guess controlled by the player so to speak mm-hmm, yeah what this uh, and this just occurred to me now one of the things that I like so much about uh, the runner uh, the, the BitTrip series soundtracks and this game in particular is it's very it's very Donkey Kong Country in that the mm. music is not inherently goofy but the mm-hmm. game itself is so while the music taken out of that does sound it has a degree of taking itself seriously but it also really works as a backdrop for uh the kind of goofiness that's going on in similar to the way that like classical music fits so well with looney tunes you know mm-hmm. it's, uh, right that 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 sort of disparity, but also at the same time, it fits like a glove. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I like that description. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I like saying it. All right, let's move on to the next track. This is one of my favorites. I love this okay. song so much. This is... Uh... Oh, okay, so this song is called Cloud Titans, and it's, uh, it's like unreasonably beautiful, and please listen to it as loudly as you possibly can. This song is is killer. So here's Cloud Titans. Enjoy.
<sighs> if, uh... Mm-hmm. I've got nothing. <laughs> that song just destroys me every time I hear it. It... Uh, that the, the part where... The big sweeping coming back in part, it just knocks me over. I, uh, honestly, if I did the, the, the whole, if I get to share this song that brings me this much joy, if it brings anybody even a fraction of that much joy hearing it for the first time, uh, then every ounce of doing this show is 100% worth it. I, Ah, oh, that song is just everything that music should be to me. Uh, but, but what about you? <laughs> I don't know if I could put that as eloquently as you did, um, but I'll try. <laughs> um, I think I think it was a really uh, beautifully um, composed piece of music, a beautifully uh, executed piece of music. Um, now I'm really curious about playing this game. I, I think I think I'm gonna have to buy myself a copy of it somehow and and just kind of give it a, a quick run through. Because when you explain the game, you talk about how it plays, and and I I looked at a couple of screenshots and stuff. This music is not what I um I guess not what I envisioned. Air quotes for for what I was actually physically seeing. This, these songs so far, again, I'm only too deep, and I'm sure I'm just going to keep feeling this way as we progress. These songs are, they almost, <laughs> they almost feel like the game is, or excuse me, the music is out of the game's league. You know, like you always see that, that romantic comedy trope where like the fat loser guy or like the, the nerdy girl or whatever is trying to go after the person that's out of their league. Like, this music feels like it's out of the game's league. But, of course, having not played it and not, you know, I don't know, I know nothing about it. It's just, you know, some maybe uh, stereotypical um, observation. But that being said, that's a, that was a really beautiful piece of music. I'm, I'm so curious, though, about how the interaction of the player in the game and the additional bits that the character's movement adds. I'm, I'm so curious now. You know that feeling that you get when you accomplish something in a game that is just so hard, but then you pull it off, and it's yes. just this amazing rush? Mm-hmm. That's the whole game. Oh, wow, okay. It's this series of obstacle courses, and this music is... It's like the music is constantly, constantly celebrating your accomplishments as you ah. go through the game. And because <laughs> so many things would just be... You just get in. You get into that like Tetris zone. You know, you get into the yes. zone playing this game where it's like, you now. I know. I know how to react to everything, right? Because you start the game and it's just jumping, and then they introduce ducking, right? Because or sliding, because you have to slide underneath some enemies that are floating mm-hmm. higher that you can't jump over, and then they introduce um, uh, springboards and they introduce blocking where like, you know, shots will come from off screen. You have to put up this shield to block them and bounce them back and all of it hits you on rhythm and you do all of these different things on rhythm and as you navigate these obstacle courses and the music continues to get more and more intense um 
as you get these different power-ups. These, these uh, some specific power-ups put you in different modes that increases the uh, intensity of the music, and a trail starts to follow your character until eventually you get the last one, and there's a full rainbow following Commander Video. And that's when the music... So you'll notice a, a, a pattern, at least so far, is that the last chunk of the music pulls it all the way back in. That's when you have the rainbow behind you. That's where you know you're getting close to the end of the stage, but there's still so much intense stuff going on. And so it's like the music is is celebrating your accomplishment with you and also just uh, exposing the feeling of freedom and excitement that comes with soaring through the air and seamlessly navigating through these seemingly impossible obstacle courses. It's, it's crazy, but even on top of that, what's even more impressive is that the screen never cuts. So when you die, you you die every time you get hit. There's no life meter or anything like that. But there's also infinite chances. And it stops you and brings you back to the last checkpoint. And then you start again. But it does it without cutting. So there's there's it's just one continuous seamless shot and the music also restarts and you start moving again in rhythm. So you get hit and then you come back there and then Commander Video stands there and does his little getting ready to run pose until the beat starts that you can start running again so the music lines itself back up with your motions again. It's genius. <laughs> and it's it's very easy to take for granted when you first look at it, but if if you're not you know a music nut like we are, but as somebody who appreciates specifically how video games relate to music and music relates to video games, when playing something like this, and it did the same thing in Bit Trip Runner, and then I felt it was even more impressive in Runner Two because of how much more was was going on. Just the way that it continues with the music without cutting is just completely insane to me. And you wind up hearing the same like chunks of music on really hard parts of the stage because you'll just keep dying over and over again but eventually you get the hang of it and then you get to the next part and the music celebrates with you and it's awesome <laughs> yeah i could totally see that this uh uh why you feel the celebratoriness of this particular track it definitely feels very uh celebratory yeah i'm i'm, I'm really curious I, I i'm gonna have to find some way to play this some of the best gaming i've ever done <laughs> uh well let's keep going uh this next track is called welcome to brine time they got a thing for pickles in these games uh and it's <laughs> always funny so here is welcome to brine time enjoy
Matthew Harwood is a freaking genius. <laughs> the drums I'm, in that uh, song. Oh, I'm, I'm going to venture to agree, yeah. <laughs> the drums in that song. God. <laughs> I was going to like, I was going to do other stuff while the song was playing. Cause I've, I've listened to these songs so many times, but I haven't actually listened to this soundtrack in such a long time. I, because Runner 3 happened, and I mean, you heard me gush about Runner 3. Was it last year, I think, when when it was in the Wayback Awards or whatever? I just, just... But, <laughs> man, this song is so freaking good. It's just... I I don't even have words for it anymore. <laughs> it's so good, it makes you angry. <laughs> right? It's... Ah. I get it, man. These are, these are really, really good tracks. What I, I think... So far, my favorite part about these songs, these tracks, are that they're all they're all in this very uh, kind of chill vein. Not necessarily lo-fi. It's it's weird because it's like a genre, but it's not a genre. Like I could sit here and go, "Oh, it's kind of techno." Those those drums were a little like jungle drum and bass, but like unlike some other game soundtracks where they have these really intense you know pulse pounding pieces to to amp up the gameplay or whatever uh however you want to look at it like th- this strikes me as a very like hmm it strikes me as a very kind of chill game but judging or i should say based on what you were how you were explaining the game before i don't i don't i think this game is anything but like a chill game it's not just like a chill platformer i feel like uh for for lack of like a better kind of a um uh, comparison there was that game like the hardest game in the world or whatever and you're just like running you're like a block or something and it's like oh i have to jump over that well didn't know those spikes they're dead start again mm-hmm. okay jump over that spikes there jump over that and then you're like oh fell down okay so do that again so like i get this sort of image that that's the gameplay but it's not like obviously it's way more dynamic it's way more um interesting you're not just a block and it's not just a couple of pitfalls it's also it's not super meat boy it's it's hard right. but like i said before you get in this zone where you can see your path like you just see these are the obstacles and these are how i need to react to them and the rhythmic aspect of it at least always helped me because it's like it's not a matter of well, where is that guy in in three D? Where is that guy in space? Like I gotta I gotta dodge him just as I'm running. But no, it's like I understand. I have to dodge this at bop 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 bop. Dodge duck dodge block jump. That you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's very right. easy to kind of plan ahead. So when you're thinking about something like uh, the impossible game, um, the impossible I, game. That's it, yeah. I think it was called impossible game. I know what you're talking about. You're the square rolling along or whatever mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, that's yeah. a very similar kind of game but i think runner does that so much better <laughs> oh yeah just looking at screenshots and you talked about having the rainbow kind of uh being your trail and stuff like that's just fun that's just cool um so kind of going back to what i was saying like this this soundtrack gives me impressions of like it you we're not trying to get your pulse pounding with the music, the gameplay is doing that enough, but we're doing it in such a way, in a sneaky way, where, um, how do I put it? We're doing it in such a sneaky way that, like, you don't even notice that you're, like, toe-tapping, and you almost don't notice that you're rhythmically playing a game. 
Does that make sense? Say it one more time. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is they're they're not trying to they're not trying to shoehorn you into a game that they made that they feel like oh this game should be pulse pounding and if it's not pulse pounding enough our soundtrack's going to sell it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then yeah. Now I'm looking at this soundtrack and I'm saying like okay, it's a really chill soundtrack and even when it's at its I guess full tilt with everything in it, it still isn't pulse pounding some things we've covered in the past, boss battles, whatever they may be, right? Yeah. I feel it's as a though it's kind of intense. Right. It's a it's a it's a kind of intense that causes you to focus. And exactly. not that not that focus where you're like, okay, I gotta focus on the task at hand, like I gotta beat this boss. It's like, no, there's if you focus just enough you'll notice that everything's rhythmic. And then you f- you sink into the groove of it, and now like in a weird way you're kind of one with the game. Yeah, because if if what you're doing, as you said before, if what you're doing is um, directly correlating to sound effects and musical pieces, then you're you're essentially <laughs> you're essentially making the soundtrack as you play the game correctly. Yes, <laughs> I think you, I think you've I think you've I think you got it. You hit the hammer on the nail, as they say. There we go. <laughs> foot's on the other shoe now um yeah so i can appreciate that like i can appreciate a game that that will make you focus but for different reasons you know like using a game or i should say using the gamer's knowledge of games and kind of using that against them like okay look we we know you've played all the boss battles you know you've beaten all the super bosses let's let's try something a little different and I, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy it. So You're going to like the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, no arguments here. So let's let's keep going. Um, yes, sir. This this song is one that I've... I know this one off the top of my head. This is one that I've listened to a lot of times. And there is a really, really awesome really intense drum fill uh at like the three quarters mark like you'll you'll hear it when everything starts building and then everything drops out except for this really really intense wonderful sounding drum fill it it, it has one of my it, it, no jet no joke one of my favorite bits of drumming i've ever heard in any song ever i've there was a point where i would be like just listening to this and then just rewind that one part of the song over and over again to listen to it this uh this is a killer. So here is Cetaceous Old Saw. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
I just want to stop and listen to it again. <laughs> I just want to listen to it again and again. It, it's not even it's not even a complicated drum fill. It's that it's that switch from like these very straightforward sounding drums that they're hitting, and just like you know, left speaker, and then right speaker, and then it you know increases in speed until it just gets to that. Almost everything drops out except for that. I don't know, what is it? Like just a ton of reverb. It's so full and just powerful sounding. It's like I can't not air drum while listening to this one. And it like it starts off as this like beachy, chill reggae thing, and then like by the end of it, it's just this really super, still somehow chill but crazy intense bit at the end, and it blows my mind how good it is. Um, I, I envision you like every layman who listens to In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. You know, <laughs> yep. Everybody, everybody hears the song and they, they all have to stop what they're doing because of that, that drum. You know, and everybody air drums it. But um, yeah, when you hear like a big Tom fill like that, you can't not air drum. And that felt like some, some uh, Neil Peart like air toms like boom, 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 boom. It was really cool, actually. I really dug like the opening, uh, the opening bits of it, like the opening couple of, uh, I don't say minute or so when it was really just like you said, beachy and reggae. I thought personally until we got to those uh, uh, big Tom fills. So the opening portions of it, like the the as you call it, the beachy, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, reggae parts. Actually, a part those are like my favorite parts, really. Um, and I actually thought you when you were talking about drum fills, I was really listening to the um, the snare uh, kind of like, what do you call that? The rim, the mm-hmm. the drummer's playing like the rim. And I was like, oh, that is kind of funky. I was like, but that's kind of indicative of some reggae, like some upbeat reggae. You know, when you think of guys like the, I don't know, the pie tasters and the specials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, maybe that's not it. And then that big, you know, <laughs> <laughs> reverberant, you know, from the gods you know, uh, rack roll. I was like, oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's definitely the one. Um, really good track. Like, I got to say, uh, what? Are, how many are we in now? Five? We're five deep? Six deep? I don't know. I'm, I'm really impressed with the soundtrack a lot. Again, it keeps staying in that uh, very kind of chilled, like, uh, I don't know, that very chilled kind of avenue of, of gaming music. Yeah, it's very, it's, it is very intense, but it's also, you know, it's very deliberate. Yeah, it, it doesn't um, it doesn't go too far in the direction of being intense to add stress. All right. Well, uh, I also really like the the part where it goes into like the steel drum. I, just, I love a like, good steel drum. I loved when it just gets super aquatic. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah. Bit. It's so cool. I could go on and on about that one, but I could go sure. on and on about all of them. So let's keep going. Uh, I believe <laughs> this it. next track is. Um, <clears throat> this is it's one of the few tracks that are actually named after a specific area in the game. Hmm. Um, uh, I, I can't remember. If, I don't think Cloud Titans was a, an actual area. I know Welcome to Brine Time was in an area called the Emerald Brine. Uh, <laughs> and this area is the Supernature, which is uh, like all foresty kind of stuff, but like super wacky cartooned out foresty stuff it's awesome so (laughs) let's go ahead and give it a listen here is the super nature enjoy 
again. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make wonderful noises to follow up such beautiful music, don't I? Oh, absolutely. It's just stunning. I don't I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh anytime I think that it's like, yeah, okay, I remember this one. This is a nice nice easy laid back one and then just keeps keeps getting more intense and I'm like, "Oh yeah, this one is so good." <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's sometimes I feel when we do these, we cover, you know, particular soundtracks and we just end up repeating ourselves and and a lot of the times it's just we're just we're out of things to say because like it's just that like these these soundtracks are just that effing good you know what i mean and i feel like this is one of those again having never having never played i'm i'm just listening to this and i'm like these are just gorgeous pieces of music like forget forget that they're from a video game forget that they have anything to do with anything else if if this were just like a cd that you threw on for me i'd be like this is really really good and i need a copy of this yeah, it's like um, it's not like this particular uh, track does anything really new at this point, right? Like no, yeah, right. It doesn't do anything that the uh, that other tracks that we've listened to haven't already done. It mm-hmm. just continues to execute it with such ridiculous levels of excellence. Yes, I, I just can't not be impressed. So, yeah, I think I think that's the best way to to really kind of view this is that very simply put, like it's. It the the soundtrack is great at what it does. It's not broken. Don't fix it. But at the same time, it's also not heavy-handed. Where you're just like, oh, this again. Like, oh, here we go again. Oh, and guess what? This, the song's gonna do that. There, see, it did that, and now it's gonna up. There it goes again. You know what I mean? It. You might sit here and think, okay, it's a bit predictable. But I feel like listening to it out of context is maybe doing it a slight disservice. I feel yeah. like if if you play the game, you're gonna have that much more of um uh, an experience with it that is that is true you you definitely do get a different appreciation for the music not listening to it this way uh and also one of the things that took me uh, a lot of time to get used to in the runner 3 soundtrack is that it does try to be a little bit more um exploratory uh there it it messes around with a bunch of different styles and i almost kind of didn't like it very much at first but then after maybe an hour i was so into it that it's like the runner 3 soundtrack is such a really interesting follow-up to this it's crazy because it also still works around the beep boop beep boop do 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 it still works around that same melody uh but in really different ways uh and and it's a it's crazy but as for runner 2 it is it is beautiful it is elegant and the next track is card called wet fart cheese funk I was reading the name and I'm like, that is totally wet <laughs> fart, and I'm so curious how Chris is gonna read it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a. If you, I don't think you guys can see it. I don't think you put the track listing right. It's spelled W H E T F A H R T. Wet fart cheese funk. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's such an image. You just follow up with this like amazing, like beautiful gorgeous thing and then the next track is called wet fart cheese funk (laughs) so let's enjoy some wet fart cheese funk guys here you go enjoy
<laughs> after the whatever we were just talking about how like more or less safe but still amazing supernature was then wet fart cheese funk comes out and just changes up everything right it's still got the same effect effectively the same structure but it's mm-hmm. so different than everything else and that that little rhythm on the keys is yes mm. absolutely this is by far my favorite track so far and not because it's got the greatest name of any, any song ever written um that that keyboard lead is like top notch that takes me to like that takes me to so many like jazz greats like places i hear that and i'm like i want to like i want to like sink into my chair and close my eyes and like you know nod my head like i know what's going on like that is that is some top notch like composition <laughs> orchestration right there man it's beautiful and and again instrumentation like i don't we didn't touch on instrumentation cuz i i feel like this is actual it's either probably midi some sort of synthesizer with like live drumming if it's not live drumming it sounds it sounds just like the real thing it's Mac, uh what is it um maxell um but but wow the instrumentation the recording is just so top notch it's absolutely brilliant this this now is my track where i have like no words for it i'm like ah just uh good very good or best good now (laughs) i had a feeling that you were gonna like this one i did oh nice as this as this one started i was like because i kind of forgot i I just kind of forgot about this like i know the track and uh, i know the track and as soon as it started i remember everything about it i was like oh right this whole melody with the keys he's gonna Mm -hmm. like this one he's gonna like this one i kind of want to i want to like i want to stop the show and listen to it again actually (laughs) (laughs) it's i'm honest to god this I, for something that's not even all that old, and mm-hmm. I'm such an old school head when it comes to a lot of video game music, but I, I, honest to goodness, this all the runner games have just some of the best video game music I've ever heard. Really, just some of my favorite music. Period. And just putting this soundtrack on and, and letting it run through is like it's it's also a really good thing to do to keep awake while driving in a car. Uh, mm, like, I could see that. I tend to get real sleepy. When I'm when I uh, uh, when I drive, so uh, I this is one of my my go tos to wake myself up because it is impossible to not get pumped while listening to this music, and and not like pumped like ah, but just like <laughs> it just w- wakes up your senses. It's it, which yes. is so important to this game because like as awesome as all that stuff is, just listening to it now. Imagine navigating a super hard, amazing platformer while listening to that music to that music like as you're effectively making that music with the actions you do it's right. such a crazy experience like how oh, this game ported to switch and everything forever for all time i i would love that because then i would i really get to play it because i mean i can't recommend runner 3 enough especially after they did all the updates to it that kind of mm-hmm. fixed some of the difficulty issues um right. like because runner 3 was like okay so you finished runner 2 and let's pick up where that left off. Right, Runner Three was just—it was a lot of a lot of hard right off the bat, and they eventually added more checkpoints and kind of gave you a lot of options to tone things down and make it a lot more uh, uh, playable. And uh, so, it's hard for me to recommend Runner Three as a great place to start because honestly, this there is such a progression to the way these work, and even recommending to play Runner Two, which I think is the best out of the three. Um, 
not starting on the original runner kind of takes away a little bit of the uh, just surprise and amazement that is runner two you know like it's really really cool but then you'd go back to runner one and you would almost miss a couple of the things that you can do which Mm -hmm. one of the things that runner three does that made it a little bit difficult for me because i played the first level of runner two just a couple of days ago and just to kind of refresh myself on the way this game actually works and it just brought such a big smile to my face but runner three introduces a double jump which changes everything there are two things in particular that runner three does that just make the game so much more tight it's introducing a double jump and a quick drop and they're they just make the they they make the ability to do surgically precise movements possible and they built a lot of the levels around your ability to do these things. Like they have this whole set of impossible levels, which I've never beaten because, uh. <laughs> but I have spent hours on them just trying to nail it because it's like it, the, the mechanics are just so flawless in it. But yeah, play bit trip people find them, play them. They're out there, get them, do them, have fun with it. Hear these songs in the wild. Yes. Hear them in the wild. I know they're on like, I know that getting them on Nintendo platforms now isn't the easiest thing. I know you can easily get Runner 2 on Wii U, but I think, you know, a Bitrip Saga or Bitrip Complete and Runner 2 are available on, like, PlayStation Network and whatnot. Just, just get them, find them, grab them, play them. They're amazing. <laughs> okay, we got a handful of tracks left, so let's move on to the next one. It's called Sads. No. Yeah. The Mounting Sads is the name of the area. I always hear Charles Martinet say the names of these areas whenever I think of them, so... Mm. Uh, let us enjoy the sads.
So yes, this is a pretty mechanical area. Ah. So it's not just a clever name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say that this has become a very close second to uh, my favorite track. Um, it plays to this weird sensibility that I have. Like, I always talk about uh, my love for, you know, electronic industrial music and more aggressive stuff. But this plays to that sensibility of my um, my industrial love where, like, I have this old image, uh, air quotes image, of, like, what industrial music used to be and then, like, what <laughs> what I feel like in some alternate universe it would be which is to say it's literally just like samples of you know the heavy machinery and made into a rhythmic you know made to be rhythmic and stuff um and it just makes me feel kind of warm and fuzzy in a weird way uh a good way not a bad weird but um this was this was a really good piece that uh again there's like that um i don't know i guess not it's almost like an electronic piano but it's very clearly a synthesized the synthesizer you would just say oh it's a synthesized sound um that is the lead and it's it's really pretty like i feel like this the imagery that i get from this sort of stuff especially the last two pieces is kind of touching on what you had said before where you said um the last piece is something that you listen to like when you're kind of you know getting sleepy at the wheel or what have you which by the way ladies and gentlemen very dangerous um it reminds me of taking like a late night drive with the windows down at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. when like pretty much the entire world is asleep. You might be like the only car on the road or whatever. It's got a very um, synth wave, dark wave uh, um, sensibility about it too. Not necess- It doesn't necessarily fit in that category, but the lead really um, kind of makes like a nod to that for me. And um, you know that's stuff I really enjoy: dark wave, synth wave too. Um, it's it's a beautiful track. It's just again composition, just tonal quality, orchestration, just just freaking beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what else to say either, man. It's freaking great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. It's freaking great, and I I hope that it's I hope that it is bringing joy to the people listening to this. All right, we got a couple left, so let us keep moving to the moldy drops. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy.
What you got for me, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> that is now maybe my third favorite song <laughs> of the evening. You keep uh, you keep putting these these beautifully crafted tracks in my way. I'm having a hard time here. This is this this is beautiful. This is, this the soundtrack is just really just so expertly crafted. Like and and again, it up up taken apart from the game you know what i mean it sounds great uh you know listening to all the pieces come in and sweep and build and crescendo and you know subside um i'm i'm really hard pressed to say now like i i need to play this game like, i, I want to hear these songs uh kind of i don't want to say the way they were originally intended because i don't know what the the you know uh what they intended but I want to see how it was, you know, displayed to the to the audience. I want to I want to play through it and I want to see like, you know, what my experience would be because these these tracks are beautiful. That there's something about that lead synth. Just it's got enough like crystalline t- uh, tonal quality to it, but then enough like reverb to just give it just like the lightest. <sighs> A bit of space and and fantasy to it. I don't know, man. These are really, really good tracks. These last three are just, dare I say it, they're they're bangers, as the kids would call it, <laughs> as the kids say, as the uh, kids say. I mean, I'm personally, I'm my my favorite track is Cloud Titans, but you, right. you know that you and me have different sensibilities overall of when course. it comes to our, our favorites and whatnot. It's sure, part of what makes the show work, but. Uh, it is crazy that um, for all the structural things that these songs do similarly, just because mm-hmm. of the way the game functions, it's insane how it continues to impress as it goes. Yes, I will absolutely agree with you because uh, I'm the one that was agreeing with you earlier saying like, yeah, you know, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Like it's not heavy handed. It's but you're right. The structure for all intents and purposes is relatively the same. Uh, could argue cookie cutter if you want, but um, the well, songs... it's just the nature of the beast. It has to go right. It has to build because that's the gameplay thing. Correct. It has to end on something lighter, and but right, it plays in that sandbox brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so this is another one that I really, really like. Um, and part of it, part of it was this stage's visuals, um, because the last area in the game is the bit trip, where it kind of puts you back into a very stylized and 3D-looking interpretation of the world that the original bit trip saga took place in. So you're playing this game, and in the background there is a match of uh, bit trip beat going on just in the background floating in the sky mm-hmm. uh, it's so cool <laughs> and this area looks nothing like any other area in the game it's it is wonderful and this song is also wonderful so again crank up the volume not that there's a song on this soundtrack that you shouldn't listen to at full volume because then you just get all those wonderful full details but yeah crank this one this is a winner here is the bit trip enjoy
<laughs> I think honestly, the track's ending on that kind of uh, you know cool down really really sells a lot of it to me because I really love that. I like um, like music for me is one of those things that I just couldn't possibly live without, and um, to take that musical slash emotional journey with the the actual piece of music is just you know an experience that i again can't live without and then to have it kind of cool down so you go through this big uh, 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 and you know you rises up and you you get all of it at once and then like it's brilliant it's it's really selling me this was an again another great piece of music but for some reason the last the second half of this show has really been like just knocking me out over here the, uh, the the cooldown bit is also really interesting in game too because the way the sun it's almost impossible to make it work in a way where the stage ends exactly as the song ends so there's this kind of universal song ending that happens mm-hmm. whenever you beat the stages and whenever you beat the stages and get all of the um, get all of the, the gold in each stage um the uh, so if you just beat the stage regularly, you don't get all the collectibles. Then you just beat the stage and you run off to the right. But if you beat the stage and get everything, a sign pops up that says "Amazing Accomplishment," and it has this universal song ending uh, where the music then all fades out and you jump into a cannon and you shoot yourself into a uh, <laughs> a giant uh, tar- a bullseye that shows up, which is super awesome uh, for bonus points. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after it, there's this really really nice calm cooldown song uh, that just plays while it's tallying your score. It's super awesome. Mm. <sighs> Alright, well, this brings us... I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna... I, I, just, mm, I love that song. I love every single thing about it. Just assume that assume that I love it, because it's true. So, <laughs> our last track of the night. Uh, and it's gonna be our last one by Matthew Harwood as well, because uh, I wanted to do a little something different when we go out uh, this evening. Because the ending music is really just... Um, like a medley of all the songs pushed together and it's neat but it's not it's not as interesting as like a real proper ending song so regardless this is Refusion and it is another wonderful 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 glorious track and it's a, a great song to end on so here is Refusion enjoy
<laughs> there are I, I there are multiple songs that have I just that move me to tears when listening to them on this soundtrack, and this is definitely one of them. Uh, partially because it, I, I don't know if it's especially now because everything's so horrible in the world, but the fact that this is this is the music that comes in the very last stages of this game. I believe this is, if I remember correctly, this is the music that plays during the last boss fight. And the fact that it is this beautiful, hopeful tune, it's such a, it just, it is, it's a hopeful piece of music. And that this ends on such a wonderful, hopeful sound. Uh, it's just another part of the, part of why I love this game so much is it's just so joyous. It's, the original Bit Trip Saga, if you go back and listen to the episode, is it, it, it tells this it tells this strange story about life, uh, birth, and and anger, and uh, coming to terms with it, and then eventual death, and then moving on past it. It's this game doesn't it doesn't follow that anymore because it, it broke off into its own thing. You know, the, the Bit Trip Saga was a a complete narrative that was told, or at least I I think it was told, because it is. If you listen to that episode, it's my interpretation of what I I came to understand from what was was being shown in the game, because there aren't any words. It's it's just these visuals of of things happening, and they seem to be about all these different stages of life. And Runner Two, Runner was right in the middle of it, right? Runner is. Runner is experiencing life for the first time. Runner is leaving home. Runner Runner is is going out and experiencing the world and that runner two is this direct follow-up to it that kind of like sucks you out of that world and into this kind of side story where it's just it's almost like it's telling the story of all the rest of the exploration that you get to do throughout the course of your life before you go back and finish it and that it ends on such a magical hopeful song is is so profoundly beautiful to me and like I said in the, I think it was like episode 12 when I did this in, in, in the first place, I'm probably reading more into this than is there. I don't know if this depth is actually there, if this is this was the actual intent to all this stuff, but this is what these games made me feel. And for a lot of it, playing through this game was simply the joy of listening to this music and how all the mechanics and the art and the song songs came together into this wonderful, beautiful experience. But then when they, they visibly tied it back to... The original games kind of brought me back into the overall narrative of Bit Trip, which again, it could be a completely absurd assumption on my part, but it's just, I'm just explaining what the games mean to me, and that this ends, even in the the final boss fight, right? It, like, this is, this is a, this is music that's happening during a battle, a rhythmic battle, mind you, with the timbal tot, and it's all, all the absurdity and the bright colors and the shapes and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's finishing on such a positive note, and I love that to death. I love it so much that, especially right now, listening to something that is so overtly hopeful and filled with meaning, at least to me personally, is is just magic. And I, I love this song with every ounce of my heart, and I love listening to the soundtrack, and I love that I'm potentially getting even anybody else to play this and even see it from the perspective that I went through when playing it because at the end of the day it is a goofy little running and jumping auto-scrolling platformer it really it, it is that on its surface but I really do think there's more to it and 
the music tells that story and every piece of it tells that story and it's just nice to listen to something hopeful (laughs) (laughs) i you know everything you said i i have that same sentiment about you know things being utter trash right now and you know hearing some hopeful stuff is it's just nice you know to it's nice to know that not everything is a big dumpster fire um this track is nothing short of that not the dumpster fire it's hope it's it's beautiful it's it's another beautifully constructed another beautifully orchestrated uh, piece of music um i definitely hear the hope in it i definitely agree with you on that um i i was i I, i'm i'm taken aback by the soundtrack like i said before the first half of the episode was like okay you know this is good stuff this isn't this is nice uh definitely not what i expected from what your description was of the gameplay and then the second half just kind of banged me over the head and i was like this this i'm feeling this and then to for us to go out on that track (laughs) i like it too like you know it wasn't a mistake that you chose it obviously (laughs) um yeah just just a just a beautiful soundtrack I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to some of these pieces again and again. This was really good, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to find a copy of this game to play somehow. I don't know how. I don't own a Wii U. And, uh, like I said, I think it's on PlayStation and, and Xbox. I don't I don't think this game's hard to get. I think it's readily available on... Runner, Runner 2 is, but I'm the psychopath that wants to play Runner 1. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I think you should. I, I also think BitTrip Saga is yeah. called BitTrip Complete. Uh, I think BitTrip's yeah, BitTrip Saga was the one on 3DS, and BitTrip Complete I think is on. That's on Wii. That's on Wii. You have an Xbox, right? Yes, sir. A 360 and a one. I think they're all on, at the very least on on the Xbox 360. I don't see them listed on a. a listed for xbox one but the original series is on xbox 360 so you should have no problem getting uh, at the very least just runner mm-hmm. um, yeah if you were to jump into the bit trip situation um <laughs> uh anybody listeners at home and you don't really feel like going into the whole um exploration of the entire saga obviously that's what i recommend but the real like really clutch ones are Beat, Runner, and Flux from the original series. Um, so, so Runner, they, they basically the way the series works, it's these different rhythmic takes on these different si- types of uh, gameplay series. So, like, Bit Trip Beat is like rhythmic Pong, um, or like rhythmic Breakout almost, but it's a mm-hmm. side-to-side, which is why I think of it as Pong. Bit Trip Core is kind of a similar situation, except it's... Um, it almost reminds me of like Bit Trip Tempest, where it's like a, a kind of sort of a shootery type thing, but it's from the middle outwards. Um, Bit Trip Void is, I don't know what exactly it, it reminds me of, but it's like you're this dot and you consume all these things and you get bigger. But the So the bigger you get, the more points you're worth. But if you get hit with something, you lose all those points and stuff. Then Runner is Runner. It's a, you know, a rhythmic platformer. Bit Trip Fate is a rhythmic scrolling shooter. Um, which is really wild. It's a, it's better in theory than it is in practice, but it is still a very cool game. And then mm. Bitrip Flux is beat, but played from the different from the opposite direction, uh, which is nuts. And then you have Runner Two, and 
uh, Runner 3, and, um, yeah, sorry, The Bit Trip was on PS4 and PS Vita. I don't think it was on Xbox One. Yeah, no, I don't think so. But, yeah, you should be able to get those on your Xbox 360, no problem. But yes, if you were going to go back and just do this piecemeal, um, the, the important ones would be Beat, Runner, and Flux. And I say Beat before Runner because there are aspects of Runner that pull directly from Beat. There are some things you know, related to Core and Void, but there are pieces of Runner that make more sense after you've played Beat, if that makes any sense. Uh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> without, I, I, you know, without doing it, it's tough to say. I also believe in my core that the best way to play BitTrip Beat is on an original Wii, uh, just because it is, um, it's controlled by rotating the Wii Wait, remote. Like, I own uh, a Wii. Hang on a second. I totally own a Wii. What am I doing? I, you can't, I mean, you could actually get on disc BitTrip uh, complete, but you can't actually, the eShop's closed, sorry, the Wii Shop channel yeah. is closed, so you can't buy it again. But yeah, get yourself a... Get yourself a bit trip complete for Wii. That's a great package, and it's got all of them in it, and it should be pretty cheap. So, so yeah, that's a uh, that's gonna do it. That's our show. Thank you very much for listening and listening to me gush uh, about how much I love it because I do. And uh, yeah, so what's uh, what's our homework? What's what's next for us, Matt? So I was looking through our list, or by our list, I mean your list, and <laughs> something really, really stuck out at me, and I thought. Wow, I haven't played, I haven't thought of this game, and that game is Secret of Mana. Ooh. Yeah. Right? Nice choice. I've never played through Secret of Mana before. I have. I've, I never beat it. Yeah, we'll go into this next time, but I've never beaten it, but I've, I've gotten pretty far. I have not gotten very far. I've really enjoyed myself <laughs> with it, but I never owned it when I was younger. And then by the time I owned it, like got the you know complete Super Nintendo cart, it was I, I didn't have the time to put into playing through it. Uh, you know, I wound up I bought it on Virtual Console when it came out. Like I kept buying it, and I have the the collection of Mana on Switch now, and I still haven't gone through and played it because it's just there are too many games to play. Uh, I'll never get through all of them, but Secret of Mana is one I do really intend to go to, which is why I bought that collection of Mana on Switch. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I have heard the soundtrack before and have always been very impressed by it. So, what a what a good choice, Matt. Well, well played, sir. Very excited. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Um, so that's that's it for us. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games we've discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback forum page over on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find more information about our next games as well as a nice community place to talk at them. But of course, seriously, instead of the Facebook page, I should really update my script and say go to our Discord channel because that's where we have all of our conversations uh, for the most part. We do still obviously post to the Facebook page, but we're a lot more active on our Discord channel. Just look up the Geek Discord and you can find the Waveback channel and hop on in and talk about video game music because there's always somebody there willing to uh, join in on the discussion and have a good time. Uh, because video game music is fun to talk about. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail@pk.com. And while you're at it, check out all our other social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. We're going to leave you tonight with uh, something a little different. Instead of the ending music, we're going to play uh, all of the bonus stage music back to back to back. <laughs> this is the the <laughs> stuff that was written by Disasterpiece. They're they're neat little tunes, uh, and they're they're pretty fun. 
and they are of a very different style than the rest of the game because the uh, the bonus stages are all designed to look like 8-bit NES stuff mm. um, as opposed to Atari stuff or like 8... Yeah, they, it's supposed to look like 8-bit stuff, really. Like, it's it's a little more colorful than NES, but it's somewhere between NES and Super NES, but it's definitely looks like it's designed to look more 8-bit. But it's... Uh, they're, they're super cool, they're very challenging, and you only get to play them if you've accomplished a certain number uh, number of things so uh there are short songs so i figured i'd just you know mash them all together and and go out on that particular bang so there you go everybody thank you very much for listening and we will talk to you again soon for secret of mana have a good night This next track is called, I don't know this word. Is it cetaceous? Cetaceous? I don't Mm. know how to say this word. Let's see what Google says. How do I pronounce... Let's see. Oh, come on. Why has there got to be an ad? (laughs) 
so annoying. Oh my god. Oh my god, just skip the Jesus. Alright, let's see what they say. Why? Cetaceous. That's cetaceous? Cetaceous. That took way too long. What does it mean? Oh, oh man. <laughs> cetaceous. <laughs> um, relating to or denoting a marine mammal of the order of cetacea. Well, this track is called Cetaceous no, Old Saw. Such uh, as a whale, dolphin, make or Make of that what you will. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell just happened? <laughs>